on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio is the weekly companion podcast of Write On Magazine and the Write On suite of publications from pen to print. Subscribe by searching pen to print in your favourite podcast app to have new editions delivered to you each week. Write On Audio listener contributions, sharing your writing for the world to hear. Our February listener contribution is from audio drama writer and producer Jill Corn. Living and working in the west of Scotland and with a lifelong love of drama and the theatre, Jill has written and produced a number of full-length audio dramas, which tend to focus on history and folklore. In this podcast, we'll be hearing Jill's drama, The Glad Giver. Already? Is it time already? Oh, I don't know if I can move this morning. And where's Jib? Gone out hunting, I dare say. Jib? Jibby? This is the hardest hour for praying, especially when it's cold. Perhaps I could just stay here and say my prayers. Just this once. I can see the altar from here. The candle's still alight. I could just say the words. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not. But what's the point of an old woman's prayers every morning at this time? And all I can think about is my sore knees and getting back to sleep. I've been locked in here 40 years or more, and the world still suffers, and the plague still come. So what's the use of my prayers? And sometimes I still feel so lonely, and I wonder if God's really listening at all to the likes of me. It's you again, Satan. Always when I'm only half awake and in pain. You get inside my head and you you separate me from my Jesus. You are a foul thing. And you forget I've seen you before. You long-faced fiend. You don't frighten me with your burned skin and your black freckles and your white teeth. You be gone. I'm too long in the tooth to listen to your nonsense. Go! Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Good morning, Lord. I'm still here, I see. You haven't taken my poor little soul to heaven in the night, then? <laughs> you haven't oiled my joints, either. They're still creaking. Good morning, Sarah. Sarah? Good morning, dear. Madam, I'm sorry, oh, I... Oh, did you oversleep? Or did that young man of yours keep you up too late? Young man... Oh, madam, you're teasing me. What would I want with a young man at my age? What would any of us want with one of them? <laughs> at any age. <laughs> oh, madam, honestly, you're teasing me. Now, I have some fresh water for your wash. There, and if you'll just pass the... I'll take away the ablutions. I'll leave you to pray now, madam. And bring your breakfast in after. Hmm. Better do as she says, I suppose. Always best to in the end with Sarah. Jesus, you're my saviour once again. And I thank you once again. You brought me safely through this night, just as you brought me through that terrible time of sickness 40 years ago. Remember? I'll never forget it. I found myself paralysed on the point of dying when I saw your dear face. You showed me your poor head and the thorns biting into you and your hot blood falling drop by drop down your tortured body. You let me share in your pain as I had asked and I blessed you for that. But then you showed me your homely love, how it wraps around us, comforting and embracing and guiding as always. You showed me that you never leave us. I can't believe it's been so long. Lord, I, I'm sorry I get so impatient and that some days I wake up and I, I just get cross to find myself still here. I do long to see you again. That's what it is. But it's only when my joints are especially bad. Most days I'm happy to be living here in your blessed light. And this is one of those days. Lots to do. Sunshine outside, and the arthritis is not nipping at my knees. Ooh, well, not much anyway. Uh, only that there is something missing. I wonder where he can be. Oh, there's the city waking up. Look down kindly on our Norwich today, Lord. You love all us wicked sinners. I sometimes wonder why. And Jesus... Please bless my visitor that's coming today. I reckon that's something for us both to look forward to. Bring her safe, if you will. But maybe not too early. I got pepper and all the colours. I got saffron. Rare treat, ladies. Better hurry up before it's gone. And I've got cloves and rice flour today. Best prices for best quality you'll get anywhere in Norwich. Are you all right there, love? What can I get you today? Here, madam, I've brought you milk. What? what? Your warm milk, madam. There's just a little drop of honey in it, but I'm afraid we're almost oh. out of... Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, 
Oh. Is it too hot? I'm so sorry. Oh. No, 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 it, it's fine. I was miles away, that's all. Is anything wrong? No. Are you worried about the visitor coming? Not really. What is it, madam? Are your joints Sarah, bothering you? have you seen Jib today? I thought he was in here with you. Is he hiding somewhere, maybe? No. I had to sleep alone last night, and I slept badly. I think because I missed his snoring. He'll be back when he gets hungry enough. Probably rat-catching down at the docks. You know what it's like when a ship comes into port, madam. Plenty of sport for them. Hmm, I know. I just worry sometimes that the urchins will get hold of him for their sport. Or he'll be mistaken for a witch's familiar. Well, he's too fast for any urchins. And it's not likely anybody's going to take him as a familiar. He's the ugliest cat I've ever seen, if you'll pardon me saying so. <laughs> he's, not, he's not the prettiest, is he? But he's the best mouser we've ever had. Oh, and he's good company. He'll turn up, madam, don't you worry. He should be called Bad Penny. Now, will you please drink up that milk before it goes cold? I will. And then I must pray. Very good, madam. Oh, that's comforting. Let's hope the honey oils my joints a bit. They need it. Thank you for Sarah, Lord. She's a good girl. Well, not a girl anymore, but still one of your beloved children. Bring your blessings on her. Help her in her work. Jesus, I'm a little distracted today. My knees are sore again, but you know that. And at my age, it's to be expected, of course. And there's something else bothering me. It's just a silly thing, really. No excuses. I want to hear you and to talk to you. But there are moments when I have the sense that you're busy somewhere else and that I'm not really important enough to take up your time. And then I remember what you told me about prayer, that it has two qualities, righteousness and trust. But often our trust isn't perfect because we aren't sure God listens to us. We think this is because we're so unworthy and because we don't feel anything. That we're sometimes as dry and empty after we've prayed as we were before. You know I know what I'm talking about, Jesus. I've been here many times before. I, I have to keep remembering how happy it makes you when we come and talk with you. You said, pray inwardly, even if you don't enjoy it. It helps you even if you don't feel it or see it. For when you are dry and empty, or ill and weak, your prayer is especially pleasing to me, even though you don't enjoy it very much. That is true of all prayer that's made in faith. You want my company even when I'm grumpy and out of sorts. No one else would put up with me, Lord. But you do give us poor things credit for effort, and you know how we struggle with our prayers and our lives. And I know that if I just keep listening and remembering what you told me, we'll get there in the end. And then there will be joy. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. from 
fresh off the boats. Get your good honey here from Eastern Bees. Sweeter than anything you can get in England and guaranteed plague free. Temptation's never far away, is it, Lord? I do love my honey, and you know it soothes my aches and pains. An indulgence, but something so sweet made by the good bees of Bremen, that can't be a bad thing, surely. Well, maybe Sarah will trot out after him and buy some. I leave it to you to decide. What's that? Jib? Is that you come home? Oh, you poor cat, are you hurt? Jib? Oh! My dear. Who are you? Don't look at me. Don't look. Uh, I'm Julian. But you're hurt. Your head is bleeding. I'll be fine. Just leave me alone. I was just dizzy for a minute. Where have you come from, child? From Lynn. What's it to you? A long way from home, then. I have to work. And what is your work? Well, look at me. What do you think it is? There you are, you bitch. Leave me alone. I give you all of it. Oh, yes. You didn't know back the growth yourself any time? Did you take me for a fool? Where's the rest of the money, you little... Why, it's young Thomas Hicklin. Hello, Thomas. Mother Julian. It's been a while. I... I didn't see you there. These days, you usually scurry past my window with your head down and your hood hiding your face. Hmm. And I thought you were coming to pay me a visit. And what else could you be doing here, I wonder? I've come to fetch my... my cousin home. That's all. I ain't no cousin of yours. I reckon she's right, Thomas. She ain't no cousin of yours. Well, maybe she's not, but she stole from me. Mm, and it looks as though you've stolen quite a lot from her. And maybe been stealing from her for a while, eh? What's your name, child? Lizzie. Well, Lizzie from Lynn. There's a lot of work around here. What with the weavers and the potters and all the goldsmiths, not to say the markets. I think you can do better than this. But who will have me, lady? I'm what you see. I'm only fit for the streets now. I expect that's what Mary Magdalene thought too, before our Lord became her dearest friend. Go round to the side door, dear, and ask Sarah for some mint balm to put on that cut head. And then we'll see what the good women of the guilds can do to set you on a kinder path. Go now. There goes my livelihood. What right have you got to interfere? How am I supposed to live now? I remember when you were just a little and Thomas. You and your brother used to come and bring me apples. Well, you'd throw them through my window. <laughs> I never asked where you got them from. Well, I got no brother now, and no sisters either. The plague took the lot of them, same as my father and my mother. Why would God do that? Leave me all alone. And now I suppose you'll curse me for the life I'm leading and tell me I'm bound for the fires of hell, eh? You know, Thomas, it's a funny thing. But in all my showings, all the things that God let me see, I never saw the fires of hell. The hardest hell we face is to be doing wrong. To be all muddled up in our own badness. To be in sin, you mean? Like the priests used to tell us all the time. You're all sinners. You're all bane for eternal torture. Ugh, I've heard it all before. Mm, but have you heard this? Thomas, 
Listen, our kind Lord, he watches over us so tenderly when we're in a state of sin that his light shows us our badness. It shines so brightly that we can't get away from it. And when we see just how rotten we are, we think God must be angry with us for our sins. But that's how we come to him, because we're sorry. And then he welcomes us as though we've just recovered from pain or, or prison. And he says, my dear, I'm so glad you've come to me. I was always with you in all your misery. And now you can see how much I love you. So we can be together for always. But how can I start again, Mother Julie? Where can I go? Just go into the church, Thomas. Go and look on the face of Jesus. He's waiting for you. I can't go in there. If I can take a ship today, I'm getting out of here for good. I can't go in and face him like this. Come here. Take my hands and look at me. Mother. Thomas, do you trust me? Do you? Yes. Poor boy. You're in so much pain right now. Jesus, what can I say to this child of ours to bring him out of the dark? Please help me. <laughs> Thank you. Thomas, listen to me now. God has made a promise to me and to you. He says, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of thing shall be well. All you have to do is go and talk to him. I don't know. Please. I'll try. I will. God bless you, Mother. He already has, my son. sewing away. Oh, here you are, Mistress Kemp. Dame Julian, my dear sister in Jesus, I am so happy to see you. And you are most welcome here, Mistress Kemp. You must be tired and thirsty. Sarah, can you bring a little wine for Mistress Kemp and water for me, please? Madam, I have it ready. Sit, my dear. Make yourself comfortable. You've travelled all day, I think. Our Lord commands me to travel. I must speak his words to everyone I meet. He has shown me visions, so many visions, and... There you are, madam. Thank you. Drink, my dear. Take your time. Thanks be to God. You're very peaceful here. So lucky to live in solitude, undisturbed by the cruelties of this world. Oh, not always. We're very near the docks, and we always know when a ship's come into port. 
What with the merchants, the sailors, the carters, it's a busy place. I've come to ask for your advice. If I can help you, I will. But I've been in here a long time. The world has moved on without me in it. I... I have been given the gift of tears. When I was married and had my first child, they said that I was possessed by demons. They... they had me tied up and they locked me away for six months. You must have been very sad. I was. But our Lord saved me. He came to me in visions and he still comes to me. He speaks to me directly, and sometimes I know what's going to happen before it happens. I rejoice in it. I try to, but it it frightens me sometimes. Yes. I have given up everything. My home, my husband, my children. I've travelled around this country because he commands me to tell people about my visions. The saints speak to me too. They make me speak out. And sometimes the feelings in me are so strong that I cry and wail and my body writhes in pain. But I must go on. I must, because that is what our Lord tells me to do. Yes. People despise me for it. They say I'm attention-seeking and call me a heretic. They say I'm preaching, which we women are forbidden to do. They take hold of me and lock me away and they question me. I'm always afraid, always wondering. What are you wondering? Whenever I see our Lord crucified, I am overcome with tears. My heart is so full. Our poor, poor Jesus. Pain he must have suffered. Mm. And whenever I see a little boy playing in the street, I think of our Lord as a child and I am in pain for him because I know what's going to happen to him and what he must suffer. (laughs) I'm so sad. So sad. Afraid and sad. People accuse me of vile things. And they treat me badly. And that makes me glad to suffer for his sake. But I don't know. I don't know myself. What? What don't you know? I don't know whether my visions come from God and his saints or from the devil himself. (laughs) Take my hand. God, thank you for bringing Marjorie here to me. Help her to listen only to you and only to what you put in her soul for the good of other people. A person who is always in two minds, always doubting, is like a wave in the sea. She she can be tossed about, never still, and not able to feel your love. We are taught that the tears of a good person torment the devil so that he writhes in agony. So I'm asking you, bless Marjorie, Lord, and bless too the tears she sheds. (laughs) Remind her how much you love her and why. Amen. Amen. You should go now. We're both very tired. Bless you, Dame Julian. May I see you again before I leave England? Yes, of course. And we'll speak more. But please, be careful. Be very careful. 
and God be with you always. Lord, this has been a strange day. You saw it all, you must agree. And now the sun's setting and the city's settling down for the night. At least I hope so. I don't mind the inns turning out later and the sailors going back to their ships. But I do pray that you will keep that noisy owl in his place. This is the time of day when we remember your mother, Our Lady. How she accepted without question the strange thing that was happening to her. Pregnant and still a virgin. She must have been so happy. Thank you, Jesus, because today you gave me the gift of sunlight and took away the horrible darkness that clung to my soul this morning. Today you helped me feel mm, useful and not just an old woman complaining about her aches and pains. I'm thinking about Lizzie and Thomas, uh, and Marjorie, and Sarah too. She doesn't always behave as she should when the fasting days come around. She loves her food too much, but we all fall short, especially me, but you know that. Sometimes I feel afraid, like poor Marjorie. I see and hear a lot from my window, uh, and I worry that the world is full of sin and that the priests might be right, that we're all going to suffer terribly when we die, and that there's no way out. Then you give me the answer. You say, I am keeping you very safe. You speak to my spirit with more love and assurance than I can say. And I know that you're not just talking about me. Oh no, this promise applies to everybody. You're keeping us all safe. How could I forget? Sleep here. May God forgive me. Complain is finished, madam, and you look cold to the bone. Here's a hot brick to warm your feet tonight. It's wrapped up, see? It needs to go in your bed. And I'm going to get you some milk. Thank you. You're very good. I'm supposed to be an ascetic. Not on my watch, madam. The bishop would excommunicate me if I neglected you. <laughs> I don't think I'm so precious to the bishop that he'd do that to you. Well, maybe you don't know how important you are. Get yourself ready for bed now, and I'll bring the milk in a minute. Perhaps I was asleep, Lord. 
It's the easiest explanation for Sarah, anyway. She likes to fuss over me. I prefer to call it contemplation. But perhaps I was snoring a bit, was I? <laughs> no. I was not asleep. I was caught up again in the picture you showed me once. So vivid. It stayed with me all these years. That tiny round object, no bigger than a hazelnut. I remember I held it in the palm of my hand and I wondered, what can this possibly be? <laughs> the answer came to me. It is everything that was ever created. I thought, but it's so little. It could just suddenly disappear. And the answer that came to me was, it lasts. And it will last forever because God loves it. And then, in this little thing, I understood three truths. The first is that God made it. The second is that he loves it. The third, that God takes care of it. And that is what he is to me. I'm insignificant, or I would be, except that he made me. He loves me. He takes care of me, as he does for every other tiny part of creation. And I try, and try to understand it. But I know I won't until I'm held so close to him that there is nothing in between. Still dreaming? Well, here's your milk, madam. And I brought you something else. What is it? Oh, the candle's too low for me to see. Here. It's a handful of sweet hazelnuts. That boy Thomas brought them just now, and he said to thank you. Heaven only knows where he got them. It's probably better not to ask. I'll save them for breakfast in the morning. Good night, then, madam. Call if you need anything. God bless you. God be with you, Sarah, and bring you safely through the night. Thank you for this day, Jesus. I hope to see another one, but if not... Oh, what is that? If it's that wretched owl again! Jib, it's Jibby. You silly old cat, where on earth have you been? What have you been up to? Hmm? Oh, you're cold and wet as well. Why will you go off like that? Run out of church mice to eat, have you? Well, you can help me chase the fiend away if he shows his face again. I see you found the hot stone. Are your paws clean? Oh well, too late now. Move over then. It's time we both settled down. Oh. And no loud snoring, mind. It's late already, and we have to be awake for matins. For another blessed day, by God's good grace. The Glad Giver, the part of Julian of Norwich was played by Zanna Foley Davis and that of Sarah by Marie Cooper. Sophie Blythe played Lizzie and Simon Michael Morgan was Thomas. Joanna Swan played Marjorie Kemp and the street hawker was James Willimott.
The theme, All Shall Be Well, was composed for the play by Jacqueline Fitzgibbon and was performed in Scotland by recorder ensemble Thistle Do. The musicians are Francesca Ewart, Gibb Fitzgibbon, Pauline Gilmore, Alan Ward and Dawn Williamson. Plain Song by Hildegard of Bingen was performed by Judy Ball, Jane Freeman, Diana McMullen, Katie Vaughan and Anya Warsabow-Wood. The Glad Giver was written in celebration of the life and words of the anchoress Julian of Norwich. It was written and directed by Jill Korn. Production and sound design were by John Boyd. You've been listening to The Glad Giver, an audio drama by Jill Korn. We'll share links so you can find out more about the drama and about Jill and her work in the show notes for this podcast. We're always delighted to read your contributions. So if you'd like to see your words in Write On or hear them on this podcast, please get in touch. We'll share this link and all others mentioned in today's podcast as part of our show notes. I've been Tiffany Clare and you've been listening to Write On Audio. Write On Audio is produced by Chris Gregory and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print. This podcast is supported using public funding by Arts Council England.